those who were involved in making it come to life. Join us as we go. Behind the door. Hi there. Welcome to Behind the Door. I'm Brian Black, co-host of The Great Room. And with me, we have a great group of people, starting with creator and co-host Jason Wilson. Hey, what's going on? Got a Pilsner. <laughs> we have our composer, J.M. Sheriff. What's up, guys? I just have water. Oh, hard stuff. He is the water boy. Also Hi. with us is author Mr. Tapia, but he's not here right now, but hopefully soon. So we'll just uh, save that little round of applause for when he gets here. Also with us is going to be voice actor David Cummings. Woo! Greetings, salutations, and all that stuff. <laughs> I muted him so nobody can hear that. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> And also with us is our guest host. I will pass on the torch to you, sir. Dustin Schuyler Yoke. He is the creator of multiple things, really. He has the uh, Aphotic Realm magazine and a certain podcast that uh, I actually uh, might be on pretty soon. So I'm kind of oh, excited no. about that. <laughs> hey, don't be mean to me. Dustin, how you doing? What's up, guys? How's it going? So yeah, I yeah I do a lot of stuff. Uh, I do aphotic realm, geek men, and the masters of thunder nerds. Hopefully, we'll have uh, Brian on soon. Really happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's our honor, man. Yeah this this episode was awesome. I, I really enjoy the podcast. First of all, um, I don't listen to it uh, every week when it's dropped. I, I I have a million and a half things going, but what? I do listen. I, I actually binge a lot of podcasts, so I'll I'll binge a bunch of episodes and then I'll move on to the next one and binge a bunch of episodes. I'll let them stack. I like to I like to do that, especially yeah. with this one, because um, just because how like the story, especially with Raymond uh, is going. Um, so I, I like to uh, have that stack up. But uh, it's uh, really awesome having uh, uh, being here and seeing all you guys here. So. Uh, wow. First of all, David Cummings. Yeah. No sleep podcast. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you very much. It's, uh, I tell you, it's, uh, it's great to be able to be on uh, other podcasts as well. We've been doing no sleep for almost eight years now. And, uh, I love the opportunity to, uh, see new scripts and play new characters. And this one was deeply dark and disturbing and I loved it. It was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, th this was definitely one that was, you know, sort of rocked me um, when I first read it, uh, you know, over a year ago. Um, but, uh, you know, so I guess, how did you first get into, um, you, you were a musician first, and then you started up uh, No Sleep. How did you, did you just naturally jump into the voice acting with that, those duties? Or what made you first jump into voice acting? I had started kind of getting, I always say get back into voice acting because back in the 90s, I was doing some stuff uh, with a band. And so I was in studios a lot. 
and I would be running my mouth and people would say, Hey, you've got a face for radio and a voice. That's pretty good. So I always, you know, tried to do a bit of stuff like that. And then, um, it was in the aughts, I guess I was, uh, working as a developer and I was looking for a bit of a hobby. So I thought I'd try to get back into doing some commercial voiceover stuff. And it was around that time when the idea was put forth to take this new, relatively new subreddit called No Sleep, where people were posting, uh, you know, scary stories and supposedly real scary stories. And the idea was put forth to make a podcast. And so I thought, well, if you're going to be narrating stories, that's voice acting, that's voiceover stuff. So threw my hat in the ring there. And, um, People weren't the people who sort of, you know, came up with the idea and were a lot of people were saying, oh, I'll produce it and I'll engineer it and all this. And nobody was kind of taking the ball. So I I took the uh, sort of decided to get the first episode off the ground. So I narrated a story. Someone else did another story. And I put out the first episode thinking it would uh, someone else would take over after that. And nobody did. So I, uh, I just sort of became the uh, de facto producer from, uh, from the very start. And so, yeah, it was kind of, uh, kind of lucked my way into it. It was a bit of serendipity to just get that started. But um, since then, it's just been a growing process and learning on the job. Um, you know, you think about today, there's a lot of people who don't know what a podcast is today. You know, now go back eight years. And uh, and try to uh, get a podcast off the ground when there's no manuals, there's no training, mm-hmm. no, there's no way of, of learning how to do it. You just learn by doing, and so that's basically what I did. Nice, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, definitely, no sleep is one of those ones that's sort of impacted and sort of spun off a, and inspired like a bunch of other ones. Um, yeah, to put it lightly. Um, so, you know, awesome, awesome work there. Um, Thank you. And awesome work on this episode. Um, I, I guess we'll come back to this episode. I want to, I want to first ask uh, Jason, when this, when uh, you received the script from the, the story from Tapia, what went through your mind? I guess this also could be for Brian. What, what went through your mind when you when you first read it? All right. Sorry about that. I did not hear your question because Brian told me that my uh, hearing aids were causing feedback, so I had to swap them out. So mm. please, please, one more time. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, no, I was just asking uh, what went through your mind when you first received uh, Tapia's story um, as you were reading it for the first time? Um, just sort of what did you think of it? And um just what was your thought process as, as you read through that for the first uh, time? Well, I mean, uh, to be honest with you, we had done a story in our preseason called Falling. And mm-hmm. so it kind of it kind of scared me a little bit because I was like, oh, gosh, here's another Falling story. But I really, as I, after I found out, for one, that, that the story was based on something of reality, which was, it was kind of neat. And then uh, Brian told me, had told me that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, to hear how he made every floor almost like another chapter in the development of the story and, and just, just actually how more of a, more of a tragedy it is rather than a horror. It's, it's very sad that, you know, the guy made these decisions that ultimately ended up how it did. And as I read it, I found myself getting really hooked on the development of the, the character himself and finding out 
what actually made this all happen? And then when you mm-hmm. get to the end, you, know, you sit there with your jaw on the floor, like, oh my gosh. And instantly after I read it, I, I knew that we needed to use it. Brian had been, Brian had been amping it up like, well, you got to listen, you got to read this, got to read this, got to read this. And, and I, I finally just like, sat down and just read it, read it. And it was, yeah, it was awesome. It had to be done. And then I, we, yeah. couldn't, we couldn't have had anybody else uh, do it better than David. I'll tell you what. Yeah, it's definitely one of those ones as it unfolds. It's just a, just, he has a way of really just sort of really punching you in the gut with his stories. He just is, it's, it's great. Um, how he, how he, uh, his writing style there. Uh, so that's, what's that, Brian? Oh, I I just wanted to say that, uh, it was kind of neat because, you know, some people are submitting us stories that they've already had and they kind of fit with what we were looking at. But, um, what he was doing was he, we were talking about, um, the, what he could do for season one in terms of a story. And he was telling me that this, he always wanted to tell this story mm-hmm. because it was based off of a real life event where a man had actually fallen off a building and landed. Um, it saved his life. He landed on a uh, port john mm-hmm. And I'm sure he's going to tell you about that, but that had made such a big, um, you know, it left an impression. Yeah. And so he wanted to tell that story. Uh, but kind of give it more of a horror twist. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it's not going to cut it if the guy lands on a porta john and just kind of, you know, <laughs> calls it. And a he's day. just like, "Oh, I'm all right." <laughs> yeah. But at uh, the same time, oh, man, thank God I wore my hard hat. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, at the same time, that's what how I felt as I'm reading it. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, obviously, before you know, you get to more of the nitty gritty of the things he did. I, I still was like hoping like something like his vest would snag on something like that safety vest would be a callback to, you know, that callback to that safety vest. It's what saved his life. You know, he would snag on some rebar and, you know, he would get a second chance or something, you know, something crazy like that. Just cause I'm, you know, one of those weird, hopeful outlook on things. Kind Even of people, though you were listening uh, to the gray rooms and you know that that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. <laughs> well, I, well no, know. this is, to be fair, this is, uh, the first time I read it, I read it, you know, a year ago before it was on the oh, gray okay. rooms. I didn't that's know he true. was going to submit it to the gray rooms. And uh, I was just uh, reading it to uh, proof the story for him because we we're in the same writing community and, and stuff like that. So we would share each other's stories and proof and stuff like that. So, yeah, it was definitely... Um, that's what I was I was hoping for, but yeah, it's it's uh it was a great story, but uh, so I guess uh, um, coming back to you, David, how did uh, you approach that? Like, um, the emotion, obviously, you have to consider. How did you uh, portray that? How did you want to portray that? Uh, obviously, we, you you did a fantastic job, but uh, what were your thoughts as you read it, and how you needed to execute that to sell? this performance. Right. I tend to be fairly method. So I found a a building under construction and uh, I started, well, no, not really. Um, Basically it was, you know, (laughs) as I read it, it was, you know, really getting impacted by how, how dark it was. And I thought it's going to be tricky because with a lot of stories of this nature that end in a very dark place or certainly end in death or, or some sort of tragedy, you can't give everything away at the start. So even though we're, we're meeting a man who is 
you know, completely bereft of, of any sort of, of hope in his life. And he's, he's, he knows his life now has to end. If, if I started the story like that, um, you know, and even though he says he's drunk, he's high on Coke and all that stuff. Um, if I started portraying him in that completely dark, desperate place right at the start, then you're kind of tipping the story. And so my thought was to play him relatively kind of flat, um, just almost empty, not a lot of emotion in his voice, but to convey that in a way it is kind of matter of fact for him, at least at the start, as he's going up the floor, as he's describing what he's seeing and the drywall and the heaters and so on. And so you want to convey to the audience that maybe this is just a normal day for him and without giving too much away. And so, you know, my approach was to try to convey a little bit of that balance where on one hand, he's this completely uh, hopeless, uh, my life's about to end kind of guy. But at the same time, you want to give him a sense of normalcy. And mm -hmm. I, I really liked how in the story near the start, he describes this resort that's being built and he kind of gives the sales pitch and the marketing yeah. of, of the, of the resort. And I really like that because it helps set up that kind of a, a little bit of cynicism there. But, you know, on one hand, he's, he's talking about the, the hopefulness of what this resort could mean. And he talks about his coworkers arriving to work and all that kind of thing. And so there's this undertext of this new resort being built and all these workers and all the, all the, the sense of accomplishment and what's going to happen in the future for them while he knows his life is over. So mm -hmm. I, I kind of, I kind of dug that, that aspect of it. And so I guess that kind of, again, sort of flavored how I approached it. Yeah. 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 Honestly, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a geek. So I, yeah, uh, it reminded me, <laughs> it reminded me of um, from the Batman the animated series, um, uh, Mister Freeze, um, in Heart of Ice. Uh, how his voice is just devoid of emotion, and he's he knows he's sort of lost everything, and you know he's just the hardest thing is stepping to the edge. You know, like that that just the way you delivered that line uh, sort of gave me goosebumps. I, I thought it was great. You, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but you you mentioned the sales pitch, and that's um something that I uh, um wanted to actually say uh, awesome job uh, J M um the there's every single part there there comes a time in every episode where you just you know just hit home on the episode with the music and the score. And I thought the sales pitch definitely delivered the way you like sort of just unfolded that score. And it's just like, Oh, here it is. And then there was that, there was one particular part that uh, in um, like uh, the cell block episode. And it's just like, Oh man, you know, my, you know, I start getting goosebumps and the hairs raising on my arms. And it's just like, Oh man, that's awesome. So every episode you always manage to deliver at some point, but like, blow me away i shouldn't say that you deliver every episode don't get me wrong but at some point you like blow me away with like oh there it was there it was right there that was awesome so that was definitely uh one point for me that i thought was particularly great um so thanks thanks i really appreciate it <laughs> so what what do you 
I, I know like you oftentimes are given these episodes and with crazy deadlines and stuff like that. So mm. what, what do you do? Do you just have all this stuff in your back pocket or do you, are you just that much of a genius that you just whip it out? Oh yeah, no big uh, deal. Uh, doop, doop, I'm going to say he's a genius. I'm just going to tell this man. I, I, hate, I hate that genius talk, but um, <laughs> no, you know, uh, yeah. Sometimes I get an episode and, and um, I have a month and sometimes I get an episode and I have seven days and uh <laughs> like the yeah. next episode Mom. coming out but um my my day job is uh i'm a i'm a driver i drive a sanitation truck so uh i get to work on it in my head for a lot of hours before i actually hit the studio so when i hit the studio i already have an idea of okay well this scene needs something upbeat maybe strings and piano this scene is a little darker. This scene is fun. It's, you know, so when I come in, I kind of have an idea of the instrumentation already um, and maybe a melody or something. But, uh, but I kind of, that's my guidance because I've listened to the episode three, four or five times before I even sit down in the studio. Mm. So, nice. and then from there, I don't know, it's hard to explain. It's just, you know, I tinker around and I figure it out. <laughs> yeah. 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 No music is one of those things that's kind of hard to, just sort of quantify it's either there it's like a feeling i i associate music especially with feeling like are you feeling it like uh or or you're not you know uh sometimes writing words are associated with feelings but more so with music i think than any other medium for me anyway um it's if it's just not tickling my fancy then you know it's just not gonna move me it's not moving others you know yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I mean, as a music guy, that's yeah. if the music uh, doesn't hit me, it it kind of it could ruin the experience. Yeah. So it's a it is a big responsibility, I guess. Yeah. Uh, to to be able to take care of that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm having I'm having a great time. Uh, you know, this is uh, Gray Rooms is the first uh, project that I ever did like this. Uh, uh, you know, uh, scoring to something that's not video. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I've done a few little indie films, uh, but. Um, you know, from the beginning, it was it was difficult, but it's I'm at this point now where I'm comfortable, but I try not to get too comfortable. But um, I know going in that I'll be able to get the work done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that's definitely uh, you definitely get the work done. And, and nothing you've never I, I can definitely say you do a great job because you never have. I'm kind of picky when it comes to music because I, I, I listen to scores all the time. That's all I pretty much listen to. Um, yeah. You know, like when I'm in the car, when I'm writing and stuff like that. So for me, if it's like, if it's pulling me out of the story or if it's pulling me away, it's just like, okay, that's wrong or it's not delivering or, you know, it's just like something's off there, but you always like sort of match the tone of the story and match the tone of what's happening. And I think that's just great. Um, so again, great job. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It, it's know, nice to hear. You know, between, it, it, between JM and David, uh, I always, one thing I absolutely loved about this was when um, they would go from the scene and then David would transition to, you know, when something is seven floors below and all this, mm -hmm. and, and you, would, you would have that, it would be like a boom, like a punch and it would be a scene changer and it would be almost like this mist rolling in under the door, just filling in around you as the lights go out and you're sitting in this blackness. And all you can hear is David's voice echoing. And it, yeah, it, yeah, you, yeah. I, when I say that JM is a machine, let me tell you something about this gentleman here. He, he, 
He he just he just put together an episode, and I did. I threw him two episodes. And I said, "Hey, I'm sorry to do this. Let me know if you can't, but I need these by Friday." <laughs> two two episodes, and he he said, "Oh, hey, man, I'll see what I can do." And then he went and he did his homework. He did his research. He said, "I sat down and I listened to this, and 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 I really got myself involved in in the environment of of." This period, it's a period piece. It's a it's a Russian tale. So he really sat Ooh. down and he got himself in with the Russian mythology or the history mm. of it, all that kind of stuff. You know, just to really get himself an idea of where to go with it. And the product he sent me, ah, I, I'm really looking forward to everybody hearing the next story too, because I'll tell you something. That's what it makes JM an exceptionally talented composer. Is that what he just said? He has to feel it. Because yeah. music can ruin everything, just like bad sound design can ruin everything. But he he puts his heart and soul into it, and you can hear it, and you can hear the transition, and he definitely feeds off of David. David did such a wonderful job in that story. He made it almost easy to edit. So, I mean, I just got to say, Jeff, if J.M. Scherf... Going in under the door. Uh-oh, hold on. We got, we, got, we got a new guy. We got Hello. a new guy here. The hey, writer right. himself. Sam's the man. Hello. I was going to say I love the guy to death. Thanks, Jason. I love you too. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. Hello. Hey. Hey. Can you guys hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. <laughs> okay. Hello, everybody. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was listening to to the live stream and I know I had to shut it off by listening to the previous uh, behind the doors. So there we go. I got to shut off my phone or else it's going to be echoey and all kinds of crazy nonsense. Yeah. You you, you experienced that from Brian, right? Brian's the one that always had that going in the background. I see someone talking with the yellow hat. I cannot hear them. What? Hello. Uh Uh-huh. That's great. Hmm. I wonder why. I can- yeah, yeah I'm not I hear sure what's going on on my end. <laughs> yeah, I hear Jason. I hear everybody. <laughs> yeah, I hear everyone now. It it, it froze for a sure. second, but uh... <laughs> sometimes I hear people I'm not supposed to hear. I think JM, that's you on the screen that I'm seeing right now with the headphones. Uh, well, I'm JM. Okay, yeah, you're the <laughs> one that I can see and hear. I can't hear anybody else. Uh-oh. I see all the little. Uh-oh. The thumbnails of everybody, but I can't. Oh, you might have clicked on my window. Yeah. Try okay. clicking on me again. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Try Hello? clicking on you. Like clicking me off. Like, uh, I think you can focus a window if you click on it. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, because now I see at, Jason. You can look it's, at it's Still can't hear him, though. Yeah, you well, that's good. You don't want to just bad. Hmm. <laughs> I'm just ruining it's this always, podcast. It's always something. Guys. Bye, guys. I'll see you guys tonight. <laughs> Sorry for ruining things. Hey, man, uh, great stories. work. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> I wonder if I try rejoining. Yeah, I would, he, I would, yes. I would can, he, can he hear okay. you, JM? Love you guys. <laughs> Peace. Oh, okay. Bye. Well, well, that was the offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little bit of a hiccup there. 
funny. Hey, uh, wait, real quick. Uh, I just wanted to say one of the craziest things, you know, my, my mom is not, a, does not listen to horror. She, you know, doesn't, uh, she's not real into any of that, but she listens to the show. And I was sitting with my wife. We were sitting in the living room with my mom. She's listening to um, ground level for the first time. And listening to David's voice and listening to the story. And this was before the scene where, you know, he goes on the honeymoon cruise and everything. She just bursts into tears. I mean, she is crying. <laughs> She's so distraught. She feels so bad for this person. because <laughs> She thinks he's a drug addict and he just, he's losing the battle and he's going to kill himself. And she just, she goes, he's killed. He's going to kill himself, Brian. And she's like, all set. And I'm, I thought I was going to have to stop the show, you know, and just be like, Oh, you know, you can't handle this. I'm sorry, mom. You know, though. but uh, it gets yeah. worse, mom. <laughs> well, again, that's a testament of David's delivery and James yeah. scoring, yeah. man. That's a testament of, them though like that that everything coming together that i think that again it was really easy to edit because david's such a professional uh, it was easy to just chop it and move it around and make it like the cadence happen and then i handed off to jm and jm just made it golden and yeah so actually when you text me that i said "Uh uh-oh mr is probably gonna be like "Uh uh-oh Crap, I made his <laughs> mom cry. <laughs> yeah, I told him. Now I can hear everybody. I hope everybody can hear me. Hey. Yeah, yeah I, I told Brian. I was like, man, please apologize to your mother, dude. I, I feel so bad. I can't remember what exactly I said, but I think I mentioned going to confession and <laughs> apologizing to, to any higher power above us to make her cry. No, it's fine. But you know what? After you got to the end of it, she didn't care. She's like, good. He's there, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of sucked by the end of the story. <laughs> but yeah, Dan, thank you to everybody who who had a part to do with the the production. I was kind of worried because when Brian sent me the the invite to write a story, uh, most of my stories the guy to the antagonist slash protagonist doesn't die at the end. Uh, that way, it just kind of leaves it open for the reader. I was like, man, I got to kill somebody. It's like, shit. <laughs> so, uh, but I had that story in mind because of the whole back background of, uh, of the inspiration. But so, yeah, I was, I was, I, I hadn't heard anything besides, I think, falling, falling. And that was after I submitted, if I'm correct. And after that, I started getting worried. I was like, man, my style is a little different to be actually, you know, performed and produced to the level that you guys do and uh and I, I was up until i heard it until uh jason sent me the link for it i was i was worried i was like man this might be the weakest story of the entire season and i felt bad but man you guys knocked it out of the park so i just want to say i appreciate you guys david jam uh jason ryan everybody so wow yeah, it's a great story thank you guys yeah so, thank you <laughs> it was a great it was a great story it really it was like uh it was like the most maybe like real story uh, I think that yeah. we've had this season. It's like, it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. some, it's not supernatural. There's no craziness going on. It's, it's something that you might hear in the news. Right. Uh, yeah. So I think that that's why it hits so hard. And, and just, you know, the, the way it was written and the way that David voiced it, it was, you know, it just, it, it really takes you, it, it, you know, it's more of a personal story. Right. 
And Dayo, you did amazing with the the way I, you know, heard his voice the entire time. It's, you know, he's getting, getting leading up to uh, to jumping at the beginning, and then he does make the leap. And so the way I always uh, heard his voice was just, you know, kind of deadpan, emotionless, like at a loss of having lost everything. Right. In a very shitty way. That's I don't know. The David I, I forget yeah. I'm supposed to not cuss on here, so I apologize. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, we put a little E on there, and it's fine, you know. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'll get it later, <laughs> and I'll put like little squeaks, squeaks, and ha ha. You know, so that is. some old clown horns. <laughs> 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 I should have worn my uh, parental advisory T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> And, and apparently, you know, with the asterisk that says uh, any mother's listening, I apologize, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, my, my mom does listen to this, so. Uh, I'm sorry, Brian. Mom. I, I don't know your name, but I apologize. I'm glad you didn't feel so bad at the very end, though. So. See, see, my, my goal in life is to make mothers cry, so I don't pray. Another mom cry. Check yeah. Check Another hash mark on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's about it's seven true. more I mean, how many trees going to be laying on the ground and chopping away <laughs> but, but that is a testament i think i mean how many horror stories really make the person cry at the end you know yeah. because when you think of horror you think oh man that made me feel unclean or oh that mm. made me feel this or that this situation you know you do i mean you don't i don't i, don't, I think most people generally don't want a guy like this just to take the jump i mean he's not a good person but at the same time you yeah. understand the events you see how it all progressed and it was all kind of a big huge accident so yeah, that's I'm, why i call it a tragedy, tragedy man i felt it more yeah. tragedy than a horror mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah my uh, son definitely tragedy i let my son listen to it he's going on 14 and uh and he kept getting more excited because the way i tried writing it was in between each floor the you know the ground levels rising up that much faster so every uh story every uh narrative in between floors i tried making them shorter that way it just kept moving faster and faster with the actual fall and he kept getting excited so it made me feel confident as well and then at the end he's like man but why did he kill himself and i (laughs) felt bad and i had him envision i was like well just imagine going through all this you know she's pregnant you accidentally kill her and then your wife over here and you're just freaking out and you're done. What's going to happen if you stay alive? And then anxiety and everything takes over. You never know. Some people. Just yeah. right. The guy was obviously not in his right mind. He was on drugs, you know, and, mm-hmm. and he was definitely desperate and he just killed the two women in his life. I mean, yeah, when push comes to shove, the dominoes fell. It was a great story, man. I absolutely, yeah. not only did I love Thank you, I appreciate it, but, uh, Eventually, I'm going to tell you guys how it was when I found out that David was narrating it. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's when I got to hear it and then to actually put the, 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 the sound to it and then hand it off to JM. Because, you know, when I, when I produce something, I usually space everything out. I have a, a tempo in my head. I'm a drummer, so I always think of, you know, I always think in beats and rhythms. That's how I think when I'm doing these stories. And if you listen, you may notice that. It's either in the fours, eights, something. So everything's very rhythmic. 
And um, so when I, I, I cut it down and I, I get it done, I send it over JM and all it is just sound effects and David and that's it. And then I get it back from JM. So all in all, from the beginning to end, your story was phenomenal. You did a great job. And uh, don't hesitate to drop some more in the box, man. Yeah. <laughs> some really good writing, man. It Thank you. I appreciate it. Sure. Drop them from really eight floors up. <laughs> Sorry. Puns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. hoping to submit for season two, but at the moment, uh, you know, life's very chaotic. And at, uh, oh, one of the main things that's going on is uh, – I'm getting married in four months. Hey, and I'm, I'm one of the biggest. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm one of the biggest uh, <laughs> procrastinators in the world. So ah. this whole weekend, especially today, we've been going balls to the wall. My fiance actually uh, volunteered to do the grocery shopping on her own so I could do you guys for a while. So, but yeah, it's been chaotic and I'm hoping to get something written for, uh, season three once those submissions open but i'm excited for to listen to season two this season has been fun the raymond subplot and all the stories that that have been submitted and and uh given out to the world it's been amazing it's been fun to watch it progress and i can't wait to see where you guys go with this well thank you man we're we're hoping oh, yeah. to one day be able to my ultimate goal is to uh be able to one day shake david's hand and I hear he's a whiskey slash bourbon fan, as am I. So nice. uh, hopefully one day I'll be able to <laughs> thank the man who inspired me to even take the leap, so to speak, and uh, <laughs> become a podcaster and uh, thank him for everything in person and then share a nice, good, stiff one with him. Nice, good, stiff drink. So that's my yeah. ultimate goal. Oh, great. I, get, okay. I had, I know, I had to, I had to have that at the end. I was like, all right, man. You see Brian's eyes. Out. He just he <laughs> yeah, lit <man>. up. <laughs> Brian was like, I got a week of stuff to talk about now, man. Oh, man this is good. Yeah, that's my ultimate goal, though. So I, if, if there's anything that can come out of this, is uh, yeah, just got to. Got to meet Mr. Cummins one day. That's the big thing. So, Dustin, move on. Next question. <laughs> How did you feel when uh, when you found out that David was uh, doing the episode? You know, honestly, it was it was kind of funny. It was around my birthday. I think Graham uh, Graham Rowett, who who's been just I I love that man. I love Graham Rowett uh, personally. He is just a great guy, and he has been just instrumental in the success that we have had in this podcast. And fellow um, Canadian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hey man, I love you know what? Neighbors up north love you guys so much. Don't worry. There's just nothing but a big heart right here, and sometimes it bleeds a little maple. It is. <laughs> and I put it on a pancake. But um uh Graham kept texting me saying, Hey, uh, you know, I I, I got it narrated, but it sounds terrible. I need you to listen. I need you to listen to this. A little bit beforehand, it was it was my birthday. September twenty eighth was my birthday, and I, Graham knows how much that I actually admire and respect Mr. David Cummings, and you know because again he inspired me to do this. He inspired me to take a dream I had and then turn it into a podcast, and it's because of David that the Gray Rooms exists. And so Graham kept telling me, "Hey, listen to the story, listen to the story." And I was working on another one, and he contacted my wife, said, "Can you tell him to listen to this story?" And I told Graham, I said, yeah, listen. And then 20 minutes later, he said, hey, 
have you listened yet? And and then Graham, and she said, no, he's still sitting there. And Graham said, God, you can take a horse to water, you know. <laughs> and, and, and I remember Chrissy came over and she said, Graham is blowing my phone up saying, you need to listen to this story. And I said, all right, fine. I, I'll listen to this because I was in the middle of working on stuff. And this is my first time doing this. So I've, I've learned how to really – like JM said, I've gotten comfortable in the sense that I've learned how to kind of take my workload and make it flow better. Mm-hmm. But um, at that time, I was full on panic mode. I'm trying to get stuff done. I'm trying to make it not sound like crap. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be able to shake David Cummings' hand one day, you know, release a good high quality thing like that. And I said, fine, I'm going to listen to this. And I, and I open up the sound file, and, and there's a video out there. I don't know who has it, but my wife is standing there with her <coughs> And she was video. Oh, you got it, Brian? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and forget, my wife was standing there with the phone, and I was sitting at my computer, and it's a very unflattering video, by the way. I need to go <laughs> in there and Photoshop it out, put some abs on it or something. But, but I was sitting there, and I started listening, and it did not hit me right away. Like, like, like the first couple of seconds, I was listening to it, and I said, well, the first thing I heard is, like, the tone is really good. It's, it's very it's like a baritone. It's, just, it's got a nice, rich, well, very smooth is this David freaking Cummings? <laughs> and I, and I, I sat up in my chair and I was like, is this, this is David, is this David Cummings? <laughs> and then I look at my wife and I saw the phone and I knew I had been had. I knew they got me. <laughs> but it was, it was the best birthday gift ever. Because, again, ultimately, it, as a podcaster in the horror genre, coming from a person who was heavily influenced by the podfather, David Cummings, to have his voice in my podcast, you don't understand, guys. Like, that was, yeah, that was the best (laughs) thing ever. I was was elated. I was excited. I was happy. I know the video doesn't always show that, but trust me, I talked about it for a minute. And I was, I was, I'm still pretty, I'm still stoked about it. Like, just to think that David Cummings' voice is in my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's like, seriously? <laughs> you, I was hoping you would cry. <laughs> wow. we, all hoped. we all hoped that. I know Chrissy was too. She was like, oh man, I hope he's crying. He just kind of had that mellow, like, that's David coming. That's David coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, seriously? <laughs> I don't, I'm not, I don't cry, guys. I'm not much of a cry guy. I'm it's usually car. allergies. It's usually allergies. You know. I'm envisioning uh, Ben Stiller in uh, what is it, Starskin Hutch? Like I don't cry, I work out. <laughs> I'm not crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. Uh, You're crying. <laughs> no, but ultimately, man, seriously, it was a great story, and the fact that I had the opportunity to uh, listen to an icon read it, and uh, the, knowing that Graham help put that together it it meant the world to me so this story has a very personal uh, attachment to me like uh, i guess to my soul i guess because again you know david cummings is in the gray rooms yeah david cummings seriously (laughs) i i just i just sort of sit here and listen to that i i mean it's i'm one of these people who doesn't take uh you know sort of flattery or or you know comments like yours easily because to me i'm just this ordinary guy who who sort of has faked his way into this so it means a lot that that it's impacted you that much it's uh i really appreciate it i don't think of myself as the david cummings but the uh, pod father 
you yeah, are, brother. The podcast, <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, thank you for that. It's uh, it's a real ego boost. No, thank you, and keep doing what you're doing because I tell you what, every every week I, I do the same thing as Dustin. I kind of hold off on listening to podcasts for a while when I'm at work. I listen to multiple, and mm-hmm. um, like you know, Girl in Space and, and, and things like that, uh, Darkest Night. And um, Calling Darkness, I listen to all these podcasts, and then when No Sleep Podcast comes up, I get my little notification. I, I avoid it because as a postal <laughs> worker, I want to have a couple of hours to just sit there and listen to it. So Fill well, up the bathtub, get a glass of wine, light some candles. Not as a postal worker. <laughs> not, as, not yet. Not yet. I'm, I'm not that far in my career yet where I can have some wine and some candles in my postal truck. But. <laughs> one day one day that's my goal but no the honor is truly ours and mine personally david thank you ever so much and we're gonna have that drink one day i promise looking that's forward to that I keep in- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jason, i keep envisioning you as like a charles bukowski postal office type of worker <laughs> especially now that you said you you enjoy your bourbon like ah fuck you up fucking punch you in the mouth <laughs> hey brian is that anything close <laughs> you know i i call him on occasion <laughs> while he's working and you know i hear everything i hear him kicking packages across the- yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah i heard him punch just say fragile dog. you know dog <laughs> you know little, little chihuahua and he just <laughs> you, know. you just kick that dog <laughs> No, no, he never Dorn did. Darn Street! He's <laughs> trying to bite me! <laughs> but really, I mean, I, I do hear everything. And, you know, it's it's funny. We we mainly just uh, talk about everybody, like JM and how he's a pain in the butt. And yeah. Graham and, you know. Like, JM. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Wait, are you wiretapping this? <laughs> <laughs> I Dustin, I don't think I told you hi, brother. What's up, man? I think this up, is the man? first time we've talked in real life. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always a beautiful face to see. Uh, uh, I was telling him how much I hate yeah. his beard because I can't do it. Well, I think it's it's a good idea, Dustin. You might want to kind of mention that uh, you know Mr. has a lot of um, connections, or you know he's tied into a lot of the independent horror community. He is uh, a lot of indie writers, you know. Yeah, see, that's how that's how uh, I actually met uh, Tapia was uh, through the uh, horror writing community, and uh, that was one of the cool things that when Medina and I started uh, Aphotic Realm, we sort of sort of stepped our toe in, and we were like, "Hey guys, we sort of have this magazine, and it's like horror and stuff." And and Tapia was just like, "Hey, what's up? Come on over. What's up, guys? <laughs> you know." And he's you know he was one of the first dudes to really welcome us in, and um, you know, it was just amazing to see like the community and uh, of course, you know, with hindered souls and everything like that, uh, big welcoming community. Um, so that was awesome. Um, awesome stuff. Um, and again, you know, you're probably one of the coolest, chill, nicest guys out there, uh, that we've met in the, in the horror community that, uh, we've had the pleasure to get to know over the I don't know, two plus years that we've been doing this now. So yeah. now we're finally actually talking in a Google Hangout. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> no, it goes all the way around. Yeah. Uh, just like any any other, uh, I don't know, industry even, 
there's there's always going to be those dicks and all that, but I've always been a, I like to think of myself as a humble guy and I know things are tough all over for everybody. And so I, I just love showing uh, appreciation, even for somebody telling me hi or something, you know, it's like, Hey man, thanks for noticing me for a quick second. Yeah. But, uh, but speaking of the uh, horror community, that's, that's where you actually sent me over this story uh, to read over for you before you submitted it. And that was my first read through and exposure to this story. And I was blown away. I had mentioned it earlier, but I was blown away by the story and I loved, you know, like the cadence of the story, how you sped it up. Like you were saying, as it got um, closer to the ground and stuff like that, I, I just thought that was insanely cool. But we mentioned it earlier, but I wanted to hear it from you. And that is the, st- the story of what inspired you to write it. And I thought that was super cool. And I, tell us a little bit about that. Okay. So I was, uh, the resort in the story is based on the resort that I was working at. Uh, and it's the Gale, uh Hotel and, and a convention center. They got a huge one over in Florida, apparently. But this one's right next to uh, DIA or uh, the Denver International Airport. And that thing is, it's huge. It's huge. I mean, there's a highway that passes by it and it just, you're only getting a, the half of view of it and it, you still think it's huge. Um, and I was a concrete finisher at the time. I did a concrete for about 12 years and we really would go in about, you know, four o'clock in the morning to start pouring concrete. So I would leave my house, you know, at 2.30, 3.30, depending on the pour, because uh, I live an hour away from Denver. But uh, so the morning I show up, there's a crane operator, a tower crane operator that uh, shows up at the same time when we pour. And I'm, I'm, as soon as I step off, I'm telling him hi. And he says, hey, did you hear what happened last night? And ironic, not ironically, but coincidentally, it was the same day that Hugh Hefner died. So I oh. apologize for all the squeaking. My chair is about to break on me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so when he asked me, I was like, yeah, man, Hugh Hefner, man, rest in peace, pimp. Just joking around. He's like, no, he was a guy fell off the eighth floor. I was like, whatever, you're shit. I mean, seriously, I was like, no shit. And I immediately thought he passed away. Give me one second. I have a puppy. <laughs> it's a cliffhanger. <laughs> it could have stopped at a better spot. I'm going to sell mine. We're also dog sitting. Uh, this is a little trash digger. Say hi, Freddy. Say hi, Freddy. I'm not bringing mail to your house, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'll he'll lick the. Yeah, hair off your arms. But uh so I forget where I was at. But anyways, so yeah, yeah somebody told, told you he died or you thought he died. Yeah. I thought he died, yeah. So and he's like, no, he survived. I was like, whatever, dude. That's eight floors. And uh he's like, Yeah, he was he landed on a fucking porta potty. And I was like, what? And we were pouring on the completely opposite end of the building. And uh and I was like, no shit. And sure, sure shit. They had news crews and everything the night before. And uh, and I know once I got this uh, story accepted and everything, 
I kept, I've posted the link to the actual news uh, article and everything. And this shows the porta potty, the top of it's like half smashed in. And, and so the, the ongoing joke for a while between us concrete finishers was, you know, man, if somebody was in there, they, they didn't have no problem getting, you know, releasing their, <laughs> their, their bowels. <laughs> but wow. yeah. And apparently all he left with was, I think a broken leg. Jeez. If I remember wow. correctly. Wow. And, uh, Eight floor fall. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. And the irony is uh, he was a plumber. And <laughs> within the past, within the past year and a half, I've left concrete and now I'm plumbing. So, <laughs> but yeah, his, his own, uh, his own, you know, what can I say? His own trade kind of saved him. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is that if you're going to go up higher than four floors, you need to find the local access to the porta john and make exactly. sure if I'm going to go backwards, it's, it's underneath. Hey. It's underneath. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. There were a lot of conspiracy theories behind of what really happened, though, because he was on a floor where all they had were, uh, you know, guard cables on the side running from uh, the uh, post, the columns. And outside of the the cables, the safety cables, is about a foot, maybe foot and a half worth of uh, concrete and leading edge. After that, there's nothing because the safety cables is the last resort. And uh, so they were trying to figure out how he fell off and everything. And there, there are so many conspiracy theories. But yeah, the day, I think it was the day after I learned of it. I was like, man, there's a story in there somewhere. Yeah. And I had a bunch of notes in my iPod and my phone. And uh, so when Brian reached out to me and I was like, shit, I'm, how am I going to kill someone? I was like, there it is. I, I know exactly where I'm going to head. <laughs> That's definitely a way to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, just no porta potty underneath to save him. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. that is that is something or, else. Or was there? It kind of just cuts <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you cheated us. He didn't die, did he? <laughs> <laughs> Leaves Season it open. Three. Ground level. He's the like, actual I ground. I drank that Red yeah. Bull before I jumped. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll admit man i i uh i said this earlier but uh I, I was hoping that you know he his safety vest that you mentioned would be a callback and and he would it would snag on something and that would save him but <laughs> you know then of course it's you know now obviously the gray rooms and he's gonna <laughs> apparently die so yeah <laughs> so you know but regardless great story um, Thank you. Love the pacing. You always have a way of just sticking your hands in the guts of people and just noodling <laughs> them around. And so all your stories do that. So it's uh, it's just really this one especially uh, was was fantastic. So thank you. I'm gonna start calling it the that strategy you're saying of getting my hands in their guts, giving their guts the old Miyagi. Just, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah exactly is it wax on wax off yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i want to give a shout out to uh bo chapel as well he's probably listening or will listen so uh for the the artwork and everything and yeah and the support and everything and just being a great human being as well 
Yeah, yeah for sure. Bo's good dude. So Bo's, Bo's in there. He's so in he, the chat room, yeah. Yeah, he hears you. What's up, Bo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Hey, everyone in the chat. How's how's the chat doing, Brian? Are you watching? Yeah, I'm watching. Everybody's doing pretty good. I guess we had some issues with the camera a little bit, but uh, everybody loved the puppy. They wanted to see the puppy. <laughs> and Bo's awesome. Bo is awesome. He was named after Freddie Mercury. Nice. Nice. Uh, well, I want to sort movie, of... by the way. I want to sort of sorry. switch to uh, the Raymond story. Uh-oh. This is sort of a, a big episode for Raymond. Uh, and there's probably not a lot that you're going to be able to tell me, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to poke. I'm going to poke it. Uh, so, Brian, you are responsible for this kind of torture, right? Not at all. <laughs> My mom gave birth to me, so it's her fault. Fair. Hey, <laughs> you know mom. I'm on your mom's side right now. You can. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's I'll right. At the end of the world. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess in a way I am. You know, for the Abbott Show episodes, I do kind of blame some of the other authors because they kind of lead into them. But for the backstories, yeah, it's my fault. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, first of all, is Bob just messing with him, or is he trying to be nice? He he sort of said he thanked him, but uh, can we get a, a de facto yes or no? Is he trying to be nice in his own sort of screwed up way, or is he just mind get more mind games? Brian, I'd defer uh, to counsel. I'd defer to counsel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I, I can say, because I think I said it before, that one of the roles I had for Bob is that he does not lie to Raymond. So take that however you want to take it. But, uh, you know, he, he isn't, he, he won't, well, the things he said is, is the truth. Cause uh, boy, I, whew, you know, after summer child getting bacon for breakfast. <laughs> okay, okay. I, mean, that, I, that, I mean, I don't know how you could say that's a good, <laughs> Hey, I'm being nice. I'm giving you breakfast. Eggs, pop tarts, <laughs> cinnamon sugar pop tarts, brown cinnamon sugar pop tarts. Man, do me a solid, Bob. Give me right, pop tarts, eggs, a little bit, maybe a little bit. He's he's messing with them a little he's bit. Like, I'm gonna be nice, but I'm gonna twist the knife a little bit at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he, <laughs> or at least you know, I mean, I think their relationship's a little bit adjusted now. Um, but at the same time, Bob has been doing this job for some time and mm-hmm. I, he has to get his kick somehow. Yeah. So in a way, I mean, you know, I think that is a little bit of a thing he does, but I also think that, I mean, it, did you kind of get maybe an idea that Bob's maybe out of touch with reality a little bit or something? I don't know. I mean, he, you know, he seems to kind of not get certain things. Yeah. Uh, it, well, I mean, definitely it sort of seemed like you said, uh, they, they're sort of settling into this relationship of sorts for better or worse. Uh, Cause before it was like, choose a door, choose a door, choose a door, choose a door, choose a door. But now it's just like, y- yes, it was your wife. Or I think this, he's getting more, he's pulling more responses out of him. So I think that was one thing that was pretty crazy was that 
you said that the voice uh, was choosing or causing him to choose the wrong door or trying to influence him to choose the wrong door. The singing. Yeah. Yeah. The singing, the singing. So what's the story? <laughs> Talk wow. to me. Talk to me. If you ask me something, everything just totally blank for a little bit. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I just said, talk to me. Talk to me. Oh, man. Spill the beans. So, I guess, now, I the way I heard it, I've listened to it a couple times now. Um, it sounds like he's implying that the voice was causing him to choose the wrong door. Or choosing, he's had pretty crappy doors. You know, like, and then all of a sudden, he, he, like, Bob kills him and then lets him, here you go. I killed you. Here's a, here's a door. And he got to do some good and he, he got to save a kid. Well, that, well, yeah. Or did he, or did he? Well, that that's, that's what, uh, that's what Raymond said. And he said that felt pretty good. So, yeah, but he doesn't know cause it cut off, but I mean, yeah, you know, like, yeah. And then he it still made him feel, feel pretty good, but who knows? Maybe that could have been even worse, but who knows? But uh, yeah, like you said, <laughs> Such is the gray rooms, my friend. It is, yeah. I, I do think that uh, that that uh, singing voice, you know, he, he is making some claims about it, and uh, I think there there is obviously uh, this thing that Bob is researching. He's trying to figure out what's going on. Something is different than it normally is in these situations, mm-hmm. and so so Bob is going to get down to the bottom of it. But that also means that Bob isn't responsible for it. Mm-hmm. So we could we could take it that Bob and Raymond are sort of on the same page here. And that they don't 100% know what's going on. Right. Bob probably knows a little bit more, but that's as far as Raymond's going to find out. Yeah. And, um, but I do think that, uh, yeah, I mean, somebody is apparently manipulating events so that uh, when Raymond picks a door, he's picking one that maybe is specific or he's somebody wants him, obviously, to take that for whatever reason. You might find out why. I don't know. I mean, we got a couple episodes left. Yeah, right. Three, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? <laughs> now would that be? Would it be like we just end the season? Like, see you next season. <laughs> see you next season. But guess what? Next season, it's not going to be Raymond. Um, who knows? How do you know else. this? You'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't Darn. know nothing, dude. <laughs> yourself. <laughs> it's another gray room. You'll just—it's just Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's just Bob doing haikus. That's what yeah. it is. That's it. Season two, we've yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks for letting the cow out of the bag there, Brian. Season two, <laughs> just Bob haikus, <laughs> occasional Raymond, <coughs> and then some more haikus. Uh, you know, it, it's funny though, isn't it? Like, I was really worried because the first we kind of had the warden in the preseasons, and I thought people really liked. You know, the warden, and I think they do. Um, the patrons are listening to the warden now, and that's and right, they get a lot of jokes, and you know, they got a lot of fun stuff. But when Raymond and Bob started out in episode one, nobody said anything, we weren't getting any feedback whatsoever, and it was really kind of scary. But now, uh, even on Discord, I just got uh, an uh, instant message on Discord, whatever they call it, DMs, I guess now. Um, somebody said, Hey, you know am I going to miss anything with Raymond and Bob? Because I 
the preseason episodes look interesting, but I'm terrified of spiders. And I noticed that one has that, and I really don't want to listen to that episode. Am I going to miss anything? And that, to me, may okay. But now we're getting somewhere with these intros. You know, people it, they're worried that if they have some triggers and they don't want to listen to the anthology story, they still want to know what happens with Raymond and Bob. And so that's yeah. You know, I don't want to tell her that spiders are in the next episode, but uh, you know. <laughs> all over it, all over it. Well, I mean, even at the very least, you can listen to the beginning and then proceed. So that's the that's the good good part about it. So yeah, that's a nice even if you're not listening to the. I think but, we are starting to pick up some of the, you know, because because when you have things like. Um, all of these podcasts that, that take short stories and, and turn them into a production, you know, you're getting a, a part of the people that listen to podcasts, but then there's the other part of people listen to podcasts that are into the audio dramas and like the serials that are mm-hmm. you know, continuing from episode to episode. And so we can kind of manipulate our way into getting both of those crowds because we have a little bit of everything for people. So it's kind of, um, I, I'm kind of starting to see that people might say, well, you know, this, I don't want to hear about somebody eating their mother, <laughs> you know, uh, like yeah. a child. I but, mean, spoiler alert, if you haven't already listened to that story. Oh, come on. Fork in it, Jason. What a job. Oh, no, spoiler alert again, if you haven't listened to that story. I'm just a terrible person today. I'm going to ruin everything. I'm not going to talk. And anymore. another spoiler alert. <laughs> it's a spoiler alert. You don't even have to talk to him to find out he's already a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. I think it would be interesting. I was just kind of thinking about this. As the seasons go, like I already had Graham Rowett as Graham Rowett in one of the episodes. And I think it would be kind of funny if in the gray rooms, our our actual people exist somewhere, somehow. And so like every now and then you'd see JM kind of pop in and, you know, just be like, you know, have something horrible happen to him. And, you know, as he's making oh, a song or something. That's, that's awesome. not nice. I'm in. Yeah. That's I, not I, nice. That'd be fun. I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I think it would be interesting. You Easter know, eggs are always fun. Yeah, that that that's always awesome. And, and I, I actually like the game show part. I thought that was that was really funny. The game oh, show was yeah, very fun. I, I absolutely enjoyed to that, that too. I'll tell you what, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was fun to do. It was fun to listen to everybody on the game show element. Mm. I, I I'm sorry. My favorite character in that was Michael Labeef. Just because, <laughs> just because he was just such a douche. I just love it. <laughs> Don't they call him that at one point? Like Michael the douche? Yeah, Michael the douche. Yeah, warden does, I believe. I think the warden calls him Michael the douche. Yeah. And, and he kills him with this, a grenade. No, he killed the nice guy with the grenade. Again, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Like, uh, when I watched that movie, True Grit, I never, like, one of the characters' name is Labeef. You know, and I and that just stuck with me all these years. I was like, man, what a weird name. Just look, yeah. you know, it doesn't look like the beef. It's you know, has that like was I guess it's French spelling, right? And so it has that kind of you know, looks totally different, but yeah, I loved it. And I was like, you know what? I'm writing this, I'm putting the beef in because it just sounds like some muscular, you know, yeah, droided up. By, by, by the way, Mr. Cummings, if you have not heard that episode. If if you were to scroll through our stuff, it's our mid-season extravaganza. It's a double feature, and right. uh, we have—I don't know if you heard that or not—but yeah, if if oh okay, 
Well, yeah, you're yeah, a man. I, I love you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I listened to that one especially. That was a great one. I like the. Uh, I love that game show stuff. <laughs> Graham, Graham. All right, hey. <laughs> oh man, that's that's awesome. So, I guess uh, is there is there any? I okay. So we're we've learned we learned with Raymond. This is I'm gonna beat this dead horse some more uh so raymond we we got to see a little bit more of his home life the memories or maybe memories we don't know because that's what you keep throwing us here uh you know depressed his job sucks drinking his wife you know talking to him like like that and of course he's not you know i just sort of felt bad for him a little bit you know because it's just like ah that would suck i've been there and it's just like I know that kind of depression where you don't want to like get up or do anything, and it's just like that sucked. Yeah. But uh, you know, having and that's where I think it's key, and, and I think that uh, uh, I thought that was really well, sort of really well written there. Um, it's key when you're when you're depressed and you're spiraling like that to where you don't want to do anything. You're the kind of depressed where you just sit and you, you go to work, you come home you sit, or if you're out of work, you just sit and, and then turn to, you know, uh, substance abuse, alcohol, drugs, or something like that. If you don't have someone that supports you um, and all they do is, you know, like what Lucy was doing at the end of, or towards the end of uh, that uh, little segment there where all she's doing is just, she, isn't like being real supportive. I know that's a slippery slope. Cause again, he wasn't really contributing either, but, and she's oh, pregnant sure, and stressed sure. and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And pregnancy has all kinds of emotions. So I'm not trying to like point fingers here. Don't get me wrong. Uh, ladies out there. Uh, uh, you know, I've, 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 uh, Good save. Been, been through, uh, two pregnancies <laughs> with my wonderful wife. And, uh, so I totally understand, uh, the frustration, but at the same time, if you don't have, if you don't recognize that and, and uh, that kind of depression and get help or see the depression in your partner and get help, uh, that that's where it can spiral and get out of control, like what it started to sound like uh, was happening. So I thought that was really well uh, written and sort of felt like it, it could actually happen and wasn't like fictitious or over the top or, um, you know fake if i may say that's that's kind of brian's mo though he's a very talented author and uh grabbing on to like um real life scenarios and, and just kind of just just, just inflating them or, or really pointing out like goods or bads and, and that that one thing about this raymond story again with brian's exceptional writing it, it has been an up down up down like roller coaster and that just goes to show you ex just how talented of an author Brian is. So it, it actually is nice to see that the Raymond stories are getting lots of love because he puts a lot of time into this. Mm -hmm. He really seriously thinks about how he can engage Raymond to the audience. Because honestly, when I first came to him with the idea and I said, look, I got this Raymond guy. This is just some schmuck who's going to walk to a door and die. And then he's going to wake up, walk to a door and die. And Brian's like, that kind of sucks. And then he decided, I'm going to elaborate on this. 
And, 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 you know, I just kind of gave him the reins and he went with it and began because he's such a talented author, he was able to bring out these emotions from people, which now we see that people are connecting with these stories, like you just said there. So, you know, yeah, yeah well, it's funny hats too, off to Brian. You, you said, uh, just some schmuck, you know, going through all this, but Brian does <laughs> do a great job at invoking these emotions. Cause I know there's, I can't remember exactly right now, but, uh, there's been times when I'm like, God, dude, you're just kind of like a fucking schmuck, like a little <laughs> cocky little bastard. Yeah. You know, and then there's other times like, oh, man, Raymond. Oh, I feel so bad, <laughs> dude. <laughs> well, Bob's kind of. And especially now that it's gone further into the story <laughs> with the pregnancy and everything. You yeah. do, there's a lot more attachment to uh, to Raymond now. Yeah. I, uh, what I wanted to do, and, I, and honestly, I think ground level – has had kind of um, a very similar effect. I mean, this guy could have been Raymond, you know, in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't know his name. I mean, I'm not saying canon-wise. I'm just saying, you know, like, <laughs> like they, they, they had a similar sort of personality, I think, where they're imperfect people. They do may make some boneheaded choices, and then they yeah. pay for it. And I think that I it's it would be okay to say that he is having um, – you know, his memory is returning. It's something that Bob makes a comment about um, in one of the earlier episodes, right? When he does that prisoner 909, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, he basically makes that comment that he's starting to kind of have like a relapse or something. He, his memories are returning to him. Um, Bob doesn't know the extent of it. Uh, Raymond is kind of figuring his stuff out, but it kind of gives an idea in my mind of another horror scenario, maybe even worse than what Raymond is going through. But what if you completely forgot everything, um, all your memories, and you're starting to kind of, you know, live a life, and then all of a sudden your memories start flooding back to you, and you realize maybe you're not such a good person. Right. Maybe you aren't such a good person. Are you still this person? Um, you know, because now you have a chance to start over, right? I mean, you're technically we are all together a collection of our past decisions and our background and the things that have affected us and been implanted in us and how what we learned and things. So if you remove all those and you're a clean slate like Raymond is right now, is he a fault? for what he's done is, you know, or, you know, what is happening. So it's kind of like, that's why he asks Bob, you know, am I a piece of shit? Yeah. <laughs> Cause he doesn't remember, he doesn't know. And what he is finding out, he doesn't like. And yeah. of course, Bob, um, you know, says you're not a piece of shit. Now, I guess you could take it literally like Bob is like, dude, don't worry about it. It's cool. Or you could take it as Raymond. You're not, I understand. I'm sorry. You're not a piece of shit. Sounds like a Twitter poll to me, brother. Yeah. <laughs> However, <laughs> you could take it as, uh, no. you could also take it as Bob has probably also seen a lot worse people if he has come into contact with other people in the gray rooms. So therefore he could still be a deplorable human being. Sure. And has done some awful, awful things, but uh, <laughs> you know, one of the things know. too, that, uh, uh, it was funny because Brooks listened. Brooks Bigley listened to this episode, and he he like I think he, he texted me 
I think he texted me. I don't think he called me, but it's very real in my mind. So I, I can't remember which, but he goes to me and he says, Ryan, I think there was a glitch. I think there was a glitch. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, he's like, he, he didn't finish, you know, Graham like had a pause when he was kind of given the ending of the episode, you know, with the prisoner, you know? Oh yeah. 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 And I'm like, Brooks, he's supposed to pause. Like he's, yeah. He's saying goodbye, Raymond. He's, I'm not going to say he's like choked up, but there was something there that made him take a pause and feel moved by the fact that Raymond apologized to him. Yeah. See, I took it as Bob might have been like a little bromancy right there. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, sorry, but <clears throat> Raymond, yeah. Raymond, <clears throat> no, yeah. Raymond, no, sorry, bro. Here's my jersey. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I sort of took that as he was like getting, he was sort of moved by the the apology and the fact that it's just like, hey, you, I know you mean well. It may be messed up, but I think you mean well. And uh, I, th- I thought, oh, he's sort of choked up or something. That's that's how I sort of took it, which I thought was interesting for, you know, because I don't know from we don't know a whole lot about Bob other than he has said that he doesn't enjoy what he does, but he's just there to do a job and he has to choose a door and make sure he chooses a door, but that he also has to follow protocol. So, you yeah. know, I just it's very interesting. Well, like yeah. even Brian said there, it's like, uh, you know, it's the back and forth. Is Raymond a bad person? Like, you know, like maybe he was. Is he changing? Yeah. Is he a different guy? Like, you know, if you if you were to think about yourself, if you are Raymond and you had the opportunity to be to be retrospective or like take into perspective the things that you have done. Would you make different choices? Are you that same person? Are you going to be a different person tomorrow? Like, yeah. I mean, there's that. That's that's the whole uh, what's mm-hmm. it called? The butterfly effect kind mm-hmm. of thing. There, you know, yeah. kind of feeling it. You know, like what what's going on? What's happening? But this I is, really enjoy it. Brian's doing a great. This job. is actually the uh, Stepford Wives in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw it. I have no idea oh. what I'm talking about. So I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, you gotta watch the Step for Wives, the original one, not the <laughs> remake. Matthew Broderick. So, <laughs> could you could you kind of like connect it with like the Golden Girls? No. Oh, um, <laughs> well, damn. Like in very <laughs> Raymond and Bob are gonna share a stiff one together, and they're gonna. Be- <laughs> nah. <laughs> well, that wouldn't that wouldn't be Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Cummings. I apologize that you have to deal with Brian's antics. Now I'm getting jealous over here. <laughs> Brian, it's David. Shut up. It's funny because, you know, people, we've been joking about that with Raymond and Bob for a while. There's that tension there between them. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be an antic somewhere, right? Probably. <laughs> You never know. It's probably, uh, you know, either on the forum or uh, uh, on the uh, Discord. Actually, if you really want antics, you want to see Brian have some serious fun, you need to swing your butt over to our Patreon because (laughs) those Warden episodes, I don't don't know if you get the opportunity. Like, if anybody remembers the Warden from the – I just just read the next episode of the Warden today. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is fun, guys. I love that. I I love the warden. And the funny thing is, the warden like well, he was just like came out of nowhere kind of dude. And Brian, yeah. love how he writes it. So you want antics? 
come listen to the warden. Ask anybody at the Patreon about the warden. They'll tell you about the warden. He's a, he's an SOB. Yeah, straight up. And he don't care about nothing. He's very really twisted. <laughs> but I like it because I, I like to, I've been using him to kind of make parodies of things. Um, you know, you obviously had the parody of the light on. Um, we had a parody of uh, Frankenstein. And we had a parody of, uh, I think in, in Stephen King's uh, nonfiction book, uh, Dance Macabre, there's a, uh, he basically makes a, uh, one of the chapters, he talks about one of the oldest campfire tales, one of the, you know, the earliest types of spooky stories, the most simplest horror story you could tell. And it's the tale of the hook, you know, and mm. if you don't know what it is, um, just kind of, you know, Google it or something. But it's just a, a basic horror story that kind of covers all those things, that, you know, the couple in Lover's Lane and, you know, they're making out and there's like a known, you know, serial killer out there and all this stuff. But uh, it's just a real basic story. But I kind of did a parody of that with uh with the you know with the uh with the warden now we have something else coming up and then uh it's gonna be pretty good um i'm really excited to uh to do all those but the downside is i really want everybody to hear them so hopefully uh we can get some more patrons in so they can listen to it but um i do think and jason yeah, um, we have been talking about this. We are. You can see me now. I didn't realize how dark it was. I'm sorry. Apologies. No, I thought I thought you were going for the mood. You know. Well, I mean, I mean, you, I'm you setting the, a, I'm setting a new standard, bro. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> David is representing as the Podfather with the all black and the black background, and you know, he's got that. Important. You come to me on the night of my daughter's wedding. That's cool though. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I, I think that uh, what I was trying to get to was Jason, we are releasing for sure. Right. Uh, a compilation of Raymond and Bob at some point. Yeah. After season no, I, I, actually, I, I really like that idea. I think that yeah. we should take all the Raymond stories, the Raymond and Bob stories, the interactions and put them in sequential order. So that you could just sit there, boom, and listen to it happen. Granted, it's going to be after all the rest of the season, and you'll probably get it very early in Patreon. Just going to plug that again. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> you wanna, do, do we want to do anything with the Warden stuff? Like make a compilation? I, I think we just should continue to write this zany, ridiculously yeah. stupid stuff it's Being awesome i love the, i love the warden and the warden is one of the funnest characters that i get to do which it's so crazy like how all this works the fact that i'm even talking to all of you is just still blows me away because how this was going to be i was going to get stock music i was going to sit around with sound effects i was going to do everything i was going to do bob i was going to do raymond i was going to read all the stories and then i was probably going to jump eight floors to my <laughs> toilet doom but <laughs> you know, the fact that everybody's here and rocking and rolling, it, it's, it's amazing. I think we just continue to go with it, man. Let's just keep doing what we do. It is what it is. All right. Sounds good to me. Hey, I got uh, a couple questions um, from the room here. Okay. And One. The, first, the first question is from InfraFan. Well, Bo. Who's that? Uh, it's Bo Chapel, but I, you know, when you try to say InfraFan, I can't you try say to say that I five times it. fast. You're going to sound completely like you have a mouthful of marbles or something. It's Did just, you listen to the credits for this story? 
I was like, eh, foo, foo, eh, foo, foo, foo. I edited, I did, I edited so much of that out. It was probably like seriously twenty seconds of me trying to. You should have just kept it, man. That would have been great. I would have. Next time, I'm just gonna put his name in there, like, and two Morse code. There you go. Just so, uh, the the question we have is for, love you, Bo. By the way, is for you, Jason. Oh God. And it's also for David. Oh. Um, the question is, where do you go to perform these dark, tragic scenes? Good question. Well, I live like in a, I live in a rural Nebraska, so I usually go bring them together. <laughs> what is that? Dark scenes. Hold on, well, I think one. <laughs> well, I mean, I live in rural Nebraska, so I usually just go down to you know the, the local Triple H down here, and go I watch. Go red, by the way. Well, yeah, thank you, brother. And I, I watch a, I watch a, I watch a couple of rodeos. Maybe eat some, uh, you know, some corn. And uh, yeah, drink some wheat beer, and then that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> I live in rural Nebraska. What more do you need? Uh, so that's where you record the dark scenes. Yes, that's how he gets in the mindset. He, yes, he yes. lives and in Nebraska. I use my audio He's angry. Technica AT twenty twenty, and I jump into my um, highly sophisticated, extremely expensive moving blanket uh, sound booth, and then I I record them. <laughs> well, I I don't live in Nebraska, so I can't tap into that rich source of angst and <laughs> and darkness. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you're talking technically, I mean, I just I have a little sound recording area, but uh, I think you, what you're really asking is, you know, how do you get in the mood for a story like that? And um, uh, boy, it's it's just you try to tap into some of your own feelings of inadequacy and you know in this story especially he is i mean we've we've talked about him as being this really shitty guy and he's a terrible guy he's a horrible guy but if you really think about it he made you know a couple of mistakes that were obviously serious mistakes but I, I, yeah. I found a certain sense of empathy with him because, you know, he he tried so hard with his wife to, you know, to start a family and do all that kind of stuff. So if if the idea is how do you become a character who is um, pretty normal, but who has kind of screwed up his life by a couple of bad choices, that's easy to fall into, at least for me. I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's it's not hard to think of mistakes that I've made and uh, just tap into that. So yeah, it's uh, this character in, uh, in uh, specifically was was easy to fall into. I agree completely, man. Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Okay, another question is from Justin Thulu. Justin, and uh, <laughs> he says, "Hey, David, what gets you excited for a new project or role?" And then there's a follow up. Do you find your preparation for a role changing with experience? Interesting questions. Um, yeah, I mean, in terms of new roles and stuff, uh, I, I think I said at the at the start, it's it's fun to discover new characters and and what I can do with them. And characters like this guy, um, it's actually a little tougher in the sense that it's it's just kind of a normal person. I'd almost prefer to play a kind of a wacky character or somebody who can be a lot more heightened and over the top or do a silly voice or, or a different voice anyways. So it's, um, 
yeah for for someone like this it's just it's the challenge of trying to you know not to sound too much like a pretentious actor but you you kind of get into their skin and try to figure out what makes them tick and how you can portray that um and what was the second question again uh the second question was do you find your preparation for a role changing with experience uh Yes, uh, it certainly it certainly does change just in the sense that uh, I think that through just pure repetition and doing it for, uh, you know, almost eight years and having narrated hundreds and hundreds of stories, um, the experience, yeah, it, it is easier to get into a role and it is easier to uh, to find what that character or who that character really is. So yeah it it's certainly with experience it just you know like like with anything the more you do it the more comfortable you get with it so yeah even even dark characters or dark stories like this it's it's a lot a lot easier because i've i've done it enough that i can fall into that kind of mode a lot easier so yeah good questions hey brian hey real quick brian i have a question for you oh um, I so right brian i have a question course. too <laughs> So your right side is behind you is an athletic realm uh, yeah. issue. If I'm not mistaken, I think it's their first one. No or second. Anyways, uh, three. Is it? Can't see it. That's four. Is that classified? Yeah, that's the one I have. That's four. Well. Yeah, that's the one. Brian classified. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and then behind you to your left is that Gerard Butler or is that A. a. Medina? Oh, oh, the the face. Yes, him right there. Uh, he doesn't like, know yeah, he wasn't Jim, there. Oh, size of, uh, this is uh this is Graham Rowett. <laughs> <laughs> Easily okay. mistaken for Gerard Butler, though. Yeah, he'll love That's that. That's awesome. Because yeah. well, he's just away, as handsome. It almost looked like Medina. I, I, I do hope I do hope Graham listens back to this. That was the best. Well done. Graham Actually, has better abs than Gerard Butler. <laughs> Just as handsome and as good as a good of an actor. Oh, we miss you, Graham. Good to see you. Hey, uh, Brian. Hey, Graham. Uh, Brian, Chrissy actually had a question. She came and asked me. She said, well, since David likes to play more kind of off the wall, off the cuff characters. Maybe we should reach out to him to be in a warden story. <laughs> there you go. Hey, that's up to boy. Wait, wait, wait. I we guess gotta... it should be a question, more of a statement. <laughs> yeah, and, and and if he's okay, you know, we probably should have Graham make that decision. Yeah, there it is, Graham. <laughs> Since he's doing our our, our casting, <laughs> you know, we. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Grant. Yes, All right, guys. Well. I apologize. I appreciate you guys having me on. I got to try to get some more stuff in before the night's over and get up early tomorrow. But Hey, Mr. Tapia, you thank well. you ever so much for the story. If you ever go to the Buffalo Rose, have a drink for me. I played that place with my band one time. Did you really? Yes, sir. Nice. Yeah, I, I, and forgive my ignorance. I was standing in the town like, why are there like shuttles going through this town? There's like, it's a tiny little town, you know. I was like, you can walk from one end to the other in five minutes. I was like, why are there shuttles? Yeah. Oh, oh, the Coors factory is here. And the best thing ever, the thing that made me funny, we were driving in and a tour guide was talking about the the, the mountain water. And yeah. he pointed over and we were like, that's some really nasty looking water. He said, oh, yeah, that's Keystone. That's Keystone. <laughs> so, that's hilarious. Thanks for the story, brother. But, it was an honor to Hey, thank you. Me. 
Hey, Thank uh, you very much for having me. Yeah, part of the uh, the season and the podcast. Uh, Dustin, JM, everybody, David. Thank you for narrating again. Thank amazing, you. Amazing, amazing job. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, Congratulations you again, guys, man. You guys have a great end of your weekend. So thanks you too, bud. Have have a good one. Thank you for the story. And happy anniversary to I believe it was uh, Jason and Brian just recently had an anniversary. <laughs> yeah. So. I'm hit. I mean, you do, you caught that? Oh. Oh. I'll be. Uh, <laughs> David, don't don't get a. Uh, sorry, Alex. <laughs> I'll beware. <laughs> All right, love you guys. You guys have a good night. Hey, yeah, peace, Bye. man. Good you. night. <laughs> oh no. Uh, well, he's he's hilarious. Yeah, you know, I, I should. I should get a, I should get Medina's face. I should just have a collection of faces on the, my wall there. You, you know, you really do seem like the type that would collect someone's face. Yeah, that's kind of Buffalo Billish, dude. I don't know about <laughs> that. Like, I have a big lotion bottle. Right, that, 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 that can come out really wrong. That can come out really wrong. My bad. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. So sorry. <laughs> I, I have faces on one wall and I have Snorlax on the other. I mean, come on, guys. Like, you know. Which uh, actually, you know, you just pointed off to your, your I believe it's your right there, Brian. We should really yeah. give, gotta give Dustin like mad credit for uh, everything he's done. I, I, I appreciate, I was excited to have us um, have an ad in that one magazine. Mm. And, and I think it was, was it, was it, uh, Series four was it the fourth episode? I believe it was. I actually own that as well. So, I, I I want Dustin. You're asking us a bunch of questions. Tell us about your stuff, man. I mean, and I really would like to know more about where we can find it, what we can do, and then I want to know the, the gray room. There it is. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, no, I mean, uh, Adrian and I went to uh, Medina and I went to uh, college together, and then. Um, Afterwards, we were like, hey, you know what? Let's keep this going. So uh, we, you know, decided to, we're like, yeah, you know what? What We like horror and we like sci-fi and we like dark fiction and we like lit mag. So why don't we do that? So Vodic Realm was born. So uh, we've been going at that for a while now, two years, uh, a little over two years. So uh, we uh, just released our sixth issue and um, we have three Congrats. anthologies uh Bo is uh actually uh the guest uh uh editor on um new anthology coming out in may nice. um appalachian horror uh so that one's gonna be pretty good um yeah so that's you know pretty much everything there is at aphoticrealm.com um all nice. of our books and stuff are on amazon um and then you know with our podcast it's all the geek men and the masters i also do with uh Bo. um and uh, that's on Podbean and uh, iTunes and pretty much everywhere else. We uh, basically wanted to do a talk about geek stuff, but we didn't want to put like there's so much negativity in the world and everything's just like, oh, that sucked or this sucked or that sucked. And we were tired of that. And, you know, I was tired of that. So much of it is just everywhere on the Internet. So, you know, yeah. we are our uh, motto is it's the podcast that talks about all the things you love without all the hate. So, um, you know, that's, that's, uh, 
that's what the podcast is. We've just crossed 20 episodes. We're on our 21st episode or something like that. So second season is about to wrap up here in the next couple episodes. So actually, yeah. I, good I, stuff. I'm going, I had actually forgive my ignorance. I didn't know you had a podcast. So now I'm going to be a, a follower. So there you go. And we, <laughs> we, we wrap up our first season in what, three episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which I wanted to actually ask you guys. Um, yeah, you only have three episodes left of this season. Well, and um, then I do have one story, which, by the way, if I may, I'm sorry, I don't, I, I truly don't. I'm not trying to interrupt. If you are a first time author, you have never written anything before, this is your very first piece, and you would like to have it produced, send it to the gray rooms and make sure you put in that title first time author because after the very last story we do have a the, uh, the final patron story but the two weeks after the last the very last story i am going to release a first time author first bright story fully produced and i, I nice. want to give i want to give authors the opportunity to you know release your first thing if you if you have just released this and you, and you think maybe hey, it's good or you want somebody to hear it and you have a little confidence in it shoot it our way let us produce it so yeah seriously so awesome sorry. Sorry. no 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 that's that's awesome that you that you say that it's good to have more places out there like that was our motivation for aphotic realm like so many places are like hey you have to have credits under your belt before we will accept anything or they just give you a form rejection and you don't get any real feedback. So that was our motivation with the realm. Like we welcome first time writers. We try to give them detailed feedback when we do have to reject, or we try to work a little bit more with, with them on stuff. Be like, okay, here's some suggestions. If you want to revise and resubmit, you know, stuff like that. So it's good that you guys are doing that. That's awesome. It'll give someone a mad, mad props and, somewhere to like be like point to their work that they've done. So that's, that's great that you're, that you're doing that. Yeah. Why not? I'm a first time podcaster. Yeah. The fact that I, I'm sitting here again, talking to all of you exceptionally talented people and David Cummings, JM Sheriff, you, Dustin, Brian, I mean, everybody, MR, he's gone. I just, I'm a first time podcaster. So you all took a chance on me. So damn straight. I'm going to take a chance on somebody else. Yeah. Everyone it's one has hand to start somewhere. The other, brother. It's one hand yeah. washes the other. We're a family. We're a friend. We're 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 a community, and that's yep. that's what it's about. Yep, exactly. So that's that's awesome to hear. So you got you got three more episodes. You got uh, the the new uh, author, fresh author, uh, so, never published author uh, yep. episode. So, so four total. Four main. Yep. Um, plus, uh, how many episodes have you guys done for the warden on Patreon? Uh, there's two more. There's a, right now, uh, right now we're sitting at four. But actually, I'm glad you brought that up because um, two things. One, this week, if you're a patron, you're about ready to get the mother load. Um, you get <laughs> behind the door on Friday, and then that night you get the next story, which is Certain Man. I believe that's right. Yeah, Brian, did I get that right? Yeah, Certain Man. It's, I don't know. I'm looking. I pulled the dang name. <laughs> is, is Brian in the this room is, with you? This is my this is my little board right here. This is my board. This is my organization. It's terrible. And I like I pulled the name down already. This is where I put the names when I pull them down. I put them right there. But um, yeah, certain man. 
is the uh, by Kelly Evans is the next story, mm. and you will get that a week early as a patron. And um, yep, so they have behind the door, they have that. Plus, I am trying this week. It's going to. I, I just started a new series just for just for patrons called Bane. And what that is, mm-hmm. that's more of like a creepy pasta kind of a, a deal. And it's a, it, they will release the first episode of that this week. So yeah, that's what we have there. And we have one more bonus episode after that. So that's what Good. we got. A lot of stuff coming up. This so, week, if you're a patron, you're going to get punched in the <laughs> face. <laughs> Just scaring your ears with, with uh, audio. Yes, sir. Awesome. So I, I guess uh, so. Lots of stuff coming up there. How how are uh, the submissions going for season two? Great. Have right you uh, have you been through all of those already? Yeah, no. he's through them all. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. no uh, I'm about halfway through the stories. See, I you have to understand. Like when season one came out, um, I personally, well, Jason started, and I came around, and I was yeah. personally. You know, going to people on Twitter, different independent writers that I knew and things like that. And we were, you know, we got the stories that we were going to use. It wasn't like we had a, a pile of stories to choose from. It was we I was talking to these people and then they yeah. like like, you know, like um, MR and everybody. Um, and they, you know, they were like, oh, yeah, I'll write you something. And then they wrote us something. And, and fortunately, everybody's story was great and became what we were using. So it worked out really well, but we were under, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't have a lot of time to start working on this really. So it kind of, you know, we were um, under the gun there and everything worked out. So for season two, I kind of thought, you know what, like, okay, you know, we had that contest in between for the preseasons and that was, you know, we, we got a bunch of stories for that and we had it under control and we thought, okay, this was great. And those stories were a little shorter um and then now season two you know we ended it in march for the deadline we have all these stories and so now but but where we're at in terms of the our season one is we're just finishing season one so there's this kind of crunch to get all that done yeah so i thought in my ignorance that you know i'll give us two weeks and we'll have all the stories read and we'll figure it out and boy was that stupid yeah. So, you know, and this rookie mistake, you know, I didn't know. Um, so I've gotten through, but I have a little bit more, you know, I have a little bit more time on my hands than Jason does. Yeah. So I'm able to kind of go through. Um, but I can't really make any major claims on the stories because I want Jason to read them. And we both want, kind of like how a photic realm works. You guys all read the stories and then kind of discuss. Right. I think that's how you do it. And yeah. So, so we want to discuss it and then we want to come up with the lineup because the first thing we did, and this is something we've mentioned before is, is that when we come up with a lineup, we don't just come up with a lineup. We come up with the dates and everything is the one we want to release these. Yeah. And then we stick to those dates. There's never yeah. really, you know, we've goofed like by like hours, you know, like we had, a yeah. but we've never missed a, a deadline um, in terms of, you know, like if we said it was going to be, you know, this weekend, this Friday, this, whatever, at worst, it was like a Saturday because something goofy happened, like Jason's laptop blew up or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Thanks for mentioning that. Like, Sorry, patrons. <laughs> we're, we're ready on time, and, and it works out. 
So that's the thing. I mean, we want to be able to have another whiteboard for season two that Jason just showed you. And we want to have it all lined up and ready to go. And Jason's, he's so proud of his little checks, but now he's going to have to clear it and yeah. a lot more checks to make. Yeah, it mm -hmm. sucks. Yeah, but I think <laughs> we are probably leaning again on doing 13 episodes, yeah. at least so far. And, you know, I think that's what we'll do. But I, I would think we were probably planning on doing another double feature. That was a lot of fun. I think that might yeah. And we might even talk toy around with doing a couple more preseason episodes, and we might release a one or two of the patron episodes. Mm -hmm. So, so we'll we'll work on it. But uh, yeah. the main thing is, is that if you've submitted a story, just be patient. I did have somebody actually apologize to me, like, "Oh, I'm sorry, my story wasn't good." And I'm like, "I haven't even read all the stories yet. Just call me." <laughs> yeah. Time, you know, we're still working on things. Just, just you know. Um, you know, and I definitely will should be done relatively soon. Um, Jason, do you have an idea when you might start pouring into the stories? You know what? I was just looking at the, the board now and my calendar. I know our last story, our last official season story is on the 24th of May. And so I would say that June is probably a good time to just sit down and really dig into these stories. Um, I don't see why we couldn't kind of have a basic idea by you know middle end of july where we want to where we want to drop things down because mm -hmm. honestly i would like to be working on the stories by, uh, by the end of june i know that jm mm -hmm. would like a lot of uh leeway too because uh it, it's a lot of work production uh doing yeah. the audio aspects on things especially when you're a musical composer so i would say well, what, what do you think brian maybe the end of june middle of july kind of thing yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll, let's I'll, not commit to nothing yet, but let's 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 yeah, around there. Let's around there for that. But you know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, whatever. I mean, hey, you know, I, I I'm sitting here looking at my board, and I really have my, just a couple of things to do. So I'm definitely going to start reading these stories. I've already read a couple of them, and uh, they, this is going to be a tough season, man, because uh, already exceptionally talented authors. Uh, have sent us stuff for season one and the same plus have sent us for season two. So it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough. So, yeah, I don't know. Hang in there. Hey, we'll, we'll have something for you here very soon. We'll I have read some great answer. stories. I will say already, you know, it's not, I haven't read anything where um, we really like had to turn it down. Um, right when we first started the submission period, which was, I think it was November, wasn't it? Was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we started in, in, in November, and I remember this one guy sent us a YouTube video as a submission. And I said, well, you know, in our guidelines, I kind of reiterated the fact that, you know, you have to send us like a Word document or something. You know, He's like, oh, no. He's like, I'm telling you, I already recorded the story. You're going to love it. I know when you want to produce it, you're going to want me to be in it. It's going to be great. You're going to love the story. I was like, what? So I sent it to Jason, and he listened to it. And I didn't listen to it. That was the best part. I was like, ah, sucker. But, uh, you know, he listened to it. And it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was. You know, but I said to the guy, I said, well, look, I'm sorry. You know, if you want to write a story, I'll definitely look at it, you know, as a, as a submission and whatever. And he's like, well, you know, it's your loss. <laughs> David probably gets a lot of those, but uh, that was the first for me. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, people who don't read submission guidelines. I've never heard of that before. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't even I can't even imagine what you guys have to go through over there. I I yeah. can't. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got a great uh, editorial team who uh, wade through those piles and piles of stories. So it's uh, I'm grateful for them because they've got great eyes for picking out great stories. And uh, yeah, but it's it's it would be overwhelming to, uh, to yeah. try to try to deal with that just <laughs> as one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it definitely was uh, was interesting. But, you know, I mean, we had one we had we also had another story where the f bomb was used like probably every every five words like it was like a quentin tarantino dialogue but like the entire story was just that you know it was just yeah you know it was crazy i think it was about an std from space or something like i don't know it was just it was crazy but it was oh you that's, 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 a, that's a gemma amore story un- undoubtedly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well you know what i had to pass on it because the guy lives in the end <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, um, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jason. Oh, again, I just I, I wanted to take this this the absolute moment again. I was just listening to David, and you know he's talking about the editorial staff and everything. It's it's breathtaking again to to know that David started with just the basic idea, and now he has an editorial staff, and then know that the Gray Room started with a bad dream I had like a decade or more ago, and now we have like Brian and we have Graham and Brooks is helping us. And, you know, Brooks mm. is also helping with calling darkness. And, and this is, this is so fun and it's just surreal and, and amazing. It's just a pinch me moment. Every time I get to hang out with all of you and I, uh, we all hope and pray to, you know, be able to uh, 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 stand in the shadow of somebody like uh, Mr. Cummings. But, um, Thank you all. It, it, this is great. Uh, the, the look at this board, and know we only have three left to go. Damn it! This is this is this is wonderful. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah I, awesome. I don't know. I've got, there was a that was a I had to outpour there for a split second because I just had a little little bit of a moment. It was like, whoa, holy! For a guy who doesn't cry, you sure get nostalgic, or not nostalgic, but you get really sensitive. You know. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I mean, truth be told, again, you know, present company, it, it's. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a it's a humbling and just uh just a powerful feeling to see to know like where you started and to see where you are, are now and just to see the work and to know that oh a dream that i had just randomly now it's like we're however many episodes in and we have only this many to go and we yeah. have you know people talking about it in forums <laughs> and fans and listeners and patreon members and it's just like i can't even believe that it's last just like, one <laughs> yeah and it's just like and 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 uh you were you guys were ranked on on sci-fi.com i forget what the ranking but you were in the top 10 of whatever they were listing and number uh six of seven I believe. well yeah um that was i'm just gonna say yeah that. That, well we we kind of there were people that recommended us, I believe, from the Calling Darkness podcast. And the question, the uh, the author of the article um, works on that podcast, I believe. And she was saying, hey, you know, do you guys have any recommendations? And, you know, they listed the great rooms because it's kind of neat. This this goes yeah. again with everybody who is working on podcasts in some way, shape or form seems to cross paths 
with everyone else working on podcasts and they end up working together in some way. And the, the, um, the glue that binds everyone together is Graham Rowett. <laughs> <laughs> but no, really, I mean, when you think about it, everybody, I mean, even like, uh, you know, you look at uh, people um, like Graham, you look at, uh, you know, you look at Gemma, she's working on her own. She's working, she's done no sleep and, you know, the, she's in the gray rooms and she's doing our other projects. Um, and you, really, I mean, we're even starting to get even more people, um, you know, from uh, no sleep is kind of, you know, helping us out with projects and back and forth. And I think Sarah Ruth Thomas is another voice actress that mm-hmm. she's on ours. She's, um, helping out on uh, the um, Copper Heart, and then she's you know with No Sleep, and you know everybody is just kind of taking this whole talent pool and just kind of you know mixing and matching and doing all kinds of wonderful creative things. Yeah, uh, and it's really great. It's a community that um, I didn't really know existed in that kind of magnitude until I started working with the Gray Rooms. But it's just, it's fantastic. I mean, you know, everybody knows everybody. Um, That's why we really want to, you know, kind of, we're hoping that, you know, PodCon 3 happens and it's going to be in, uh, you know, in Washington again. And and hopefully we can, you know, be there and be able to meet all these people because we've, it feels like we've met a lot, but it would be great to put faces to the, to the names that we've seen and the, yeah, that we've heard. Right. With that being said, it's like again, it's it's absolutely wonderful to get to to talk to. Uh, how, I mean, really, in what format can you sit there and talk to the person who influenced your decision? So, yeah, Brian, Brian nailed it. It is community, absolutely wonderful thing, and uh, uh, we greatly appreciate everything you've done. And this episode was well written. Yeah, I I, I think that I, I think that. Because of David Cummings, well, not just iconic for it, but exceptional delivery, made it easy to produce. JM really hit the home run by tapping into the emotion, just really bringing everything to the forefront. I think that this this episode was a lot of fun to talk about. It will always be a lot of fun to talk about because it was just it was it was awesome. It was iconic in multiple levels, just for myself, well, David included, and. This is this is a big deal. This is a big yeah. deal, and it was an absolute pleasure to always hang out and talk to all of you guys about this stuff. Seriously, it is. Yeah, and uh, really? we have a just to kind of set things up for for next time. We have another big guest host who's uh, going to be popping in. Um, oh, who's that? Um, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it yet. Yeah. Oh, teaser. But uh, cheese. But uh, (laughs) something. Um, something about space, maybe. Space. Uh, I've never talked about dinosaurs. Space space bar. I've heard it's the final frontier. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Awesome. Um, But yeah, yeah, you know, just uh, I'll just toss some of those hints out there and. uh, but yeah, we we will be meeting the day before Easter on Saturday in the afternoon, uh, Eastern time. And uh, we'll be uh, having Kelly Evans with us, the writer of A Certain Man. And uh, she's a, a great medieval scholar. She does 
Um, a lot of she's actually has a, a series of uh, books about a medieval monk, um, and uh, the she uses the uh, bubonic plague as kind of like the start of the zombie apocalypse in her yeah book. that's a yeah. cool book you know, that's a cool series yeah and uh you know her story certain man um it's actually uh, i don't think it's really a spoiler to say who it's about is it i mean it's not the, no no about rasputin so if you are interested in rasputin and that kind of legend that he was or his legendary death and, and stuff like that uh it's gonna be great we're gonna be playing some tetris on here and uh, <laughs> our Russian dolls, and we'll have our little fur hats. And yeah, JM scoring <laughs> of that, by the way, is retarded. It's awesome. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me let me choose a different word. I'm oh, sorry. Man, you just but it, it's awesome. Awesome, man. So, yeah. Oh, I can I can only imagine. That's exciting because, like, she's again, she's a great writer, and she's written the Northern Queen, which is about like the Danes and the the Vikings and all that stuff. Which, as a big fan of the Viking show and all that stuff it's awesome uh plus you know the books that you uh you mentioned um so i can only imagine how she knocked this one out of the park so that'll be awesome to listen to oh yeah it's gonna be great so we'll you know we'll have a great cast there um the voice actor i i do believe is alistair mackey mm. uh, is from scotland um, and, uh, so actually Kelly Evans is Canadian and, uh, you know, uh, Canadian Canada will represent Scotland just, will represent just like our luxurious guests this evening. Yeah. Marquee. That's it. And Alistair <laughs> Mackey was the professor in the, uh, in that, uh, spider story. The, and then, um, oh man, he's Todd and he, he got blown up by, uh, the warden in the, uh, game, yeah. uh, the game. Show. He was a really nice guy. <laughs> He's a really nice guy. To be <laughs> well, good well, time. Thanks again, man. I agree. I agree again. I greatly appreciate all your time, man. I know Mr. Cummings uh, with the No Sleep Podcast uh, has so much going on. Uh, we greatly appreciate you not just uh, taking the time to be a part of this episode, but for joining us. Seriously, my pleasure. Genuinely, it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Great to be a part of it. Yes, yeah. Sir. And I will say just one other thing. I uh, you mentioned right. the, the walls behind me being black. No, no, no. This is gray. I'm in a gray room right now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I love it. You heard it from Mr. Cummings himself, guys. <laughs> gray rooms really did start with uh, David Cummings. You see that? He's in a gray room. Evidence right there. Indeed. Oh. All right, guys. Hey. Uh, Thank you so much, everybody, for uh, taking part. Um, does anybody want to just take their turns and say goodbye to everybody? I just want to say thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I love the gray rooms, love behind the door. I love behind the scenes stuff as a geek. I always watched it, watched behind the scenes stuff. It always fascinated me to know all the ins and outs and all the secret like set videos and kind of stuff like that i always watch the extras on the dvds so this was always right up my alley so it's a pleasure to have uh taken part and uh been a part of this episode so awesome thanks for the invite guys yeah it was our it was our pleasure thank you and i'll say my thanks as well thank you uh jason and brian and thank you to graham rowett he was the one who reached out to me to do this story and i couldn't be more thrilled so thanks to you all <laughs> hey, you know, my, my my mother would say y'all, David. That's where 
Yeah, being, okay. being a native of actually Maryland, Virginia area, we say y'all. I see. <laughs> I, I say y'all as well. So Yes, sir. I say <laughs> yes, because I'm from Pittsburgh. <laughs> These, you guys say a lot of weird things. So, yeah. <laughs> In that. In that. <laughs> well, I wanted to personally thank not just um not just you for being here for behind the door, but again for well the us who are here, David, JM, Brian, uh, Dustin, MR, he was here for us a little bit. You know, he obviously we know he has some stuff going on. I mean, it yeah. makes sense, but just everybody that's here, but everybody that's also in the chat room. And then you know what? The listeners who will hear this tomorrow or next week, thank you for taking the time to listen. I, I personally, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. It, 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 I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. And our patrons, you're the best. <laughs> Bane's coming. Love you. So thank you very, very much. All right. JM, want to say goodbye? Yeah, I'll just say goodbye. Thanks. Nice meeting everyone that I haven't met yet and uh, seeing all you guys. And uh, I guess it's so much fun. Uh, being involved in this project and uh, you know besides you know the work that we put into it and and the product that comes out working with different people every week uh, you know whether they know they're working with me or not uh, you know it's just it's it's been a great experience and uh, you know I can't wait to to keep going yes sir all right, guys. Well, thank you for uh, tuning in to the uh, Behind the Door. Um, we'd like to thank everybody that's been interacting with us in the chat room. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody that uh, is going to be listening to us uh, soon on the podcast as well. And uh, just because I always ended with uh, something that I always cut myself off with, I just wanted to let you know that uh, Charlotte Norp is Raymond's... Join us each week after every episode for another edition of Behind the Door.